Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, the uh, best medical sales podcast in the world um, from one person's point of view. <laughs> anyway, I thought that this episode, what I would talk about, this is not something I think I've touched on before, but it's going to be, I think, a very important thing to really wrap your mind around, and that is you can be too hungry to be successful in this career or getting a job in medical sales. You can be too hungry. And what I mean by that is internally, you can't really be too hungry or too aggressive or too, not aggressive, but too uh, ambitious. But if outwardly you're displaying that you are, you want it too bad, I think that's actually a negative. And you know, as I'm saying those words, it doesn't really sound like something that intriguing to me. So stay with me on this because I think uh, hopefully it's going to make sense by the end of this that you're you're going to understand where I'm coming from. Here's what I mean. I'm going to use an example from my uh, baseball career to kind of paint the picture, and I think it'll make more sense to you. In college baseball, pretty much all the kids that play college baseball are going to play some uh, summer baseball somewhere. There's a number of different summer leagues throughout the country, and they are, they're all varying degrees of uh, skill level and kind of prestige, but pretty much everybody plays somewhere in the summer. The, I was always more successful playing summer baseball than I was playing in college, and uh, you know there may be a number of reasons for that, but one I can tell you for sure is that I actually got too amped up during the college season, okay? So, for example, my um, uh, one of my high school coaches came to one of the summer uh, baseball games I was playing, and I was playing in Ohio, Lima, Ohio, uh, which is an okay league, the uh, Great Lakes League. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I played in the Northwoods League uh, three years. Sorry, two years? Three years? Uh, two years, Northwoods, and then one year in Ohio. It was my sophomore summer in Ohio. And uh, this coach came to one of my games, and um, what he made mention of at the end of the game when I was talking to him is that he was actually concerned about the way that I was handling myself in the bullpen prior to coming into the game. He said it looked like I was not focused when I was down there in the bullpen. So before you go into the game, you're going to go into the bullpen, you're going to start getting your arm warmed up. And essentially, in summer baseball, because I didn't take it too serious, I would be laughing, having a good time. I'm getting warmed up, but I'm not locked in, locked in to the point where it's like a problem. Versus, I remember playing at, uh, we played at LSU my senior year, fifth year senior year. Like LSU is top three program in the country guaranteed they have like 12,000 people there on a on a Friday night game 
And we pulled up to the field at, I don't know, four o'clock, whenever it was, something like that. And my buddy's like, like, as we're getting off the bus, my buddy like hits me. He's like, dude, relax. Like we've got like three hours till game time. And I'm like, I can't, I can't help it because like I was so amped up to play in that environment. I was making the moment and the experience and the game bigger than it was. And I wasn't allowing myself to just play and be, be free and, you know, allow myself to, to relax and enjoy and play my best. But in summer baseball, I did a lot better because I didn't take it too serious. And now it doesn't mean that when I crossed the line to pitch, I wasn't taking it serious. It just means that I wasn't, I wasn't, I was allowing myself to perform at my peak because I was confident in myself and not overthinking things, not getting too far into the zone, quote unquote. And I think the same thing happens. Look at any sport. Look at any of the great athletes ever. You know, the one that comes to mind is LeBron James. It seems like he does a really good job of this, where he's loose. Like in warm-ups, he's laughing, he's having a good time, he's dancing around, he's shooting shots, he's dunking, he's doing... And then he goes on the court, and it looks like he's having a good time while he's playing the game. And it's because he's playing loose. He's confident in himself, he knows what he can do. He walks on the court with the expectation to win, and he's not overthinking the game. He's not He's not uh, taking it too far to the point where... Uh, he's not going to be at his best because he just he's confident in who he is in the game that is at hand, that they're going to win, that he's going to play well, he knows what he's doing, and that's the way that he performs best. And I think most people are in that category where I think most people that, that get too focused, that get too locked in, that get too, um, I don't know, they take it too far, they – they don't perform as well. And I think the same thing can happen, especially when you're interviewing for a medical sales role, is that you can be too, you can, you can be over the top to the point where the person that's interviewing you is like, wait, uh, what? And I don't even know what the conscious level, at the conscious level, what's really happening. I just know at a subconscious level, when I interact with people that like are too over the top, like are too locked in to the point where you're like, okay, guy, relax. I think that is that is what I'm talking about with this. I think you can take it to the point where you're you're too engaged, you're too like, yes, I am the guy. This is what I want to do. I'm going to be great. I have wanted to be in medical sales my entire life and da, 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 and and you just end up throwing up on them. You know, the other analogy that comes to mind is when you're hungry and you go to a buffet, usually you overeat and you throw up. <laughs> like like when you're hungry and I get it, I get it. I have definitely been on that side of things where I was hungry. Like I'm still hungry, but you know what I mean? When you are, you're essentially desperate. It comes off as desperation because you, when you're the best and you know, you're the best and you're confident in your skills, you don't come off desperate. But if you're too locked in to the point where you like can't even focus and you're just trying to take it all in and, and it's essentially you walking up to a buffet and you haven't eaten in five days, you're going to eat and eat and eat. And then you're going to throw up all over yourself because you're, you're taking it too far. You're not able to relax and hold yourself back. And what I mean, really, when, when we put this into practice, what I mean by that is when you're in the interview process, I think the right way to think about it is that you have to have a certain level of confidence 
that you're the person for the job, but not come off to the point where it seems like you're desperate. Because that's that's the balance that I think probably skews too far on the side of desperation. I get it. You want to get into medical sales. I get it. This is like the opportunity and you want to do this and you've been practicing and you've been training and you've been learning and you like I get it. But what you have to do is approach it as though you are the best, like, yeah, I'm the best person for the job. Like, you should hire me because I'm going to be the best at this job. Not because all these other things. And I I just know that at a subconscious level, it's very easy for people to take things too far, to be over-enthusiastic. Like the person that wears like the, you know, the 17 headbands and the, you know, personalized jersey and the, you know, you know, those people that I'm talking about that take, you know, sports or they're a fan of a team and they take it way too far, way too far. And I fully also recognize that I probably come off that way because I have a freaking medical sales podcast. And now I'm sitting here saying, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. What I, what I really mean and what I'm really trying to communicate is don't be that guy or that gal that appears desperate when you're interviewing. You need to come off as though you have all the opportunities in the world and you don't actually need this opportunity because you're going to have one regardless. You know, I've got like four other, I've got four other companies that are waiting to hire me right now. Like that's, that is the mindset you have to have, even though that may not necessarily be true. And I'm not saying go lie to them. What I'm saying is you have to operate as though this, yeah, this is no big, like I'm, I'm the guy for the job. Like if you don't think I'm the guy, that's fine because I've got other opportunities. Like I'm going to be good whether you're hiring me or not. Now I know internally you might be saying like, no, this is the absolute job that I want. I want this so bad. There's nothing else that I want to do. Like I get it. I get it. Cool. But you don't want to come off that way. You don't want that to be how you are perceived by the person on the other end of the line that's doing the interviewing. And I remember when I was hiring, getting hired and going through the interview process for the job that I'm currently in, this this startup job, like I was definitely, like I definitely had that mindset of like, I really freaking want this job, but I can't allow them to understand that I want it that bad. Like that was a conscious thought and preparation that I had to to essentially prepare for and get ready for and try to communicate that like internally, like I'm going to be freaking pissed and disappointed and upset and depressed if I don't get this job because I want this job. But at the same time, I don't want them to think that about me. So the way like, so then my, um, what's the term? My, uh, personality type, my, uh, I'm blanking on the term, but just like the aura that you give off, the the perception that they have of me is like, at least the perception that I was trying to put off is like, yeah, I'm clearly the guy for the job. And I, I obviously want to do this. Like my, my life's not going to be over if I don't get this job though. Cause like I'm, everybody wants the best player in the league. That's like, maybe that's a better way to, to use the analogy. If you're LeBron James, you don't need any one team to hire you. Why? Because all 32 NBA, I think there are 32 NFL teams. I don't know how many NBA teams there are. However many NBA teams there are. Let's say 32 just because whatever, because it already came out of my mouth. So we're going to use it and pretend that I know what I'm talking about. If you are LA, right? LA signed LeBron James. 
Was he going to have a problem if LA didn't sign him? No, because every other freaking team in the league would sign him tomorrow. That's how you have to think about it. And that's what I was trying to communicate. Like, like I don't need you guys that bad, but this is the opportunity that I want. But just so we're clear, like, I don't, I'm not desperate because I have other opportunities that I could take whenever I want them. I'm choosing this because this is the this is the ideal one that I want. I can do something else if I don't need if this doesn't work out or you don't feel like I'm the guy, but I think I'm the guy here and this is what I want to do. So I was coming off confident in myself. I was trying to communicate that yeah, this is what I want to do, but I'm not desperate. It's not me back at LSU where I can't even freaking control myself and then I, then I can't play well. Then I can't interview well. Then I'm you know, when you're when you're too locked in, you're not freeing up yourself to be yourself. You're not freeing up your personality to have a good time, to interact with somebody. Like you're gonna be so focused on like, man, I gotta answer these questions correct. I gotta make sure that I get this point across. I gotta I gotta make sure that I don't forget I need to talk about this, I need to talk about this, and if they ask me this question, this needs to be my answer. Right? Like if that's where your head's at, it's probably because you haven't trained enough to where it's second nature. But also it could be that you're, you're wanting it too bad and you're not appreciating that you being yourself and coming across as your native self and your personality, letting your personality shine through, that's going to be more enticing. Like it, it really matters that you're able to free yourself up to be able to interact with them and play off, you know, they say something and then you take that path down. You're, what can happen is you're going to miss opportunities to make real connections in the interview or have like good comedic relief, or you're going to come off as somebody that's like a robot if you are making it bigger than it is because you're not allowing yourself to, you're not allowing your personality to be freed up to really make it casual and feel casual, even if it's like a serious thing. I don't know that I'm doing a great job as I'm, as I'm trying to figure out what my brain is telling me to say. I'm realizing that maybe this isn't coming through that well, but I, I hope that you can recognize what I mean when I'm trying to communicate this, that if you come off that you want it too bad, and if you are hungry and you go to a buffet and you overeat, you're going to throw up all over yourself and nobody's going to hire you. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to hire the person that is desperate. Why? Because we're social beings. And what subconsciously is happening is, wait, is this the only opportunity opportunity that they have? Is nobody else looking at them? Do they not have other opportunities with other people? Because then what's going to happen, they're going to think, well, yeah, I might like this person, but what am I missing? What are the other people that they're interviewing with? What are they seeing that's making them say, no, I don't want to hire this person, but I'm not picking up on that. And then people get nervous. Like it, it's social proof is the actual, if you look at Charlie Munger, in his 25 cognitive biases, social proof is one of the biggest cognitive biases, right? Like what happens when you go to Amazon to buy product? You're going to go look at like how many reviews does that one have? Oh, there's one review on that one and it's got two stars. And this product right here is coming from a different seller. This has 5,000 reviews and four and a half stars. Like you're going with that one. Why? Social proof. You're saying, what is everybody else doing? Because they can't, not everybody can be that wrong. I'm going to choose that one. I'm not going to go with the one that only has one review. It's the same thing here. If you're, if 
you're coming across as desperate. You're coming across as the person that doesn't have any other opportunities. And then they're going to say, mm, I don't think I want to hire this person. Like that's what's actually happening. It's social proof. So anyway, I hope that one of those analogies that I used <laughs> in this in this rambling podcast is uh, helpful. And hopefully you're able to think about it differently. And, and hopefully it's going to help you at some level kind of connect those dots and uh, ultimately just relax when you get in the interview. You have to you have to relax or else you're not going to come off as yourself and you're not going to be at your best. Like I, I've seen it happen in person, personally with sports and then now in medical sales and when getting hired. Okay, like the first interview that I was in, I'm sure I sounded like an idiot because I wasn't myself. I was super nervous and I wanted it so bad, you know, and then it doesn't go well. So I've, I've done it personally. I've seen it personally. I'm trying to do my best to communicate it. Hopefully, hopefully it makes sense for you guys. Um, anyway, that is about all I got on that one until next time when hopefully I can get up, come up with maybe a better analogy. Anyway, uh, happy Friday. I am actually on my way home on a Friday afternoon. So hope you guys have a good weekend and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.